0: But I think once you quit hearing sir and ma'am, rest is soon to follow. Oh, it's the tide.
1: It's the dismal tide. Mm when it was very important for me to have the Tums because this is when uh, my uh, post-holiday uh, season uh, uh, stomach ailments that always befall me. I uh, I do my, uh, my round of probiotics uh, <laughs>
2: in January, as you know. You drink so much in December. That's you, right. You drink so much in December. Uh, and then at the end of December you go, invariably you always say, uh, I have my work Christmas party where you guys just bring like dozens of bottles of whiskey to a restaurant. And just drink till you. Oh, that was the one year. Last year you that went to was, your boss's house.
1: Right? Uh, yeah, we, well, we always at my. It's uh, Christmas party is always at my boss's house, but we usually do. I don't remember if we did it last year. Uh, do a, a, a team dinner where um, we go to Kanji Village uh, down, um, I think, on Allen Street. It's by the sec- Second Avenue F stop down there. Um and uh, they we called and we asked what, what is the corkage like if we want to bring our own stuff like what do we what do you get charged for that and I don't think that many people ask them that so they put him on hold and they came back and they said five dollars yeah
2: so he just brought everything so well what is corkage usually is. It- Usually, like, almost the cost of what it actually cost It They cost would basically
1: to... charge you the cost of, like, a bottle of wine in a lot of places that would, you know, I don't know, be, maybe, maybe, perhaps not as expensive as the wine that you're bringing, but maybe, like, $40 or something. Um, so, we got charged $5 per bottle and just brought every open whiskey sample that we had. No
2: reason not to.
1: And that is the uh, first and... Luckily, so far, only time that I've thrown up outdoors—I
2: <laughs> don't right in front of my own damn house. I don't know if I've ever. I can't think of when I've thrown up outdoors. Thrown up plenty indoors. Just you know, usually. I always yeah uh, never, never outdoors. I, um, I don't
1: like uh, yeah. Oh, you don't can, puke. I can hold. Uh, not anymore. I don't. For the most part, yeah. A couple you know. years ago, well, let me tell you, <laughs> from drinking or just in general. Um, this is what the people want to hear. No, from from drinking. Uh, I have I've thrown up once from drinking in the last uh, like two two years. Not in the uh, when the Cowboys lost to the Rams in the divisional round, uh, two seasons ago. I threw up after that game.
2: Well, this. Is- <laughs> Actually, instead of introducing – I'm going to passively introduce our podcast. This is the Dismal Tide. We'll explain why we haven't been around in two weeks uh, in a moment. But uh, when the Eagles played the Cowboys, definitely before they won the Super Bowl, definitely before I moved to New York City. So, like, probably, like – I want to put it at, like, 2013 or 14. Um, for whatever reason. I don't remember how my friend Eric convinced Brad that if the Eagles lost – he should chug a bottle of Skull Vodka. Have you seen those? The, the, the Crystal are... Skull Vodka. Right. The Dan Aykroyd Vodka. Yes. Um, I don't know how he convinced him to do it. I don't know what bet they made. I don't really remember. Um, but Eric was the kind of guy who wanted the bottle as a decoration for his room and liked to tool a lot. So you can infer a lot. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, and Brad did. He chugged this entire bottle of Skull Vodka, and he walked outside and uh, and threw up quite a lot, from what I understand, and came back in looking like a wrung-out towel, as you may understand. (laughs) He's just thrown up everything in his stomach. (laughs) I don't know why I started telling that story, but just in general, the the look in his eyes when he came up the steps, and he knew that, like, I didn't have to do this. I'm not even drunk. It just immediately got thrown up. (laughs) It's really good. Uh, really stupid, real twenty-five year uh, old shit. Twenty-five—that's too old for that. But even it was twenty-five, even
1: a twenty-five, I don't know if I would have done. I don't know if I could have been talked into chugging something like that. No, you could never talk me into doing that. No. We—I um, I was a I was a very uh, a drunk twenty-five year old, mind you, because I thought that was that was the age I think where I peaked, thinking that uh, being as drunk as I could be all the time was a fun affectation. And as it turns out, it's not. It's, it's not. not nearly as charming as you uh, 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 think it may be.
2: Even when I first moved here, there was stuff. It was just, I would. I've always just uh, been able to drink like pretty passively, but just drink all night. Yeah, um, and and still get quite drunk. But then as I've gotten older, that's just like at a certain point, I just go like, I've drank. I've had enough to drink tonight. I don't need any more. Um, and I think that you have only recently started doing that within the last like year or two. <laughs> when I was still living here, it was, it, or um, when I first started moving here, it was just like, like genuinely, just like we went to the bar, did the bar thing, came back, went to a, Like, if you're ever, if you're not from New York City and you're coming here, go to Turkey's Nest if you want to get fucked up. That's right. Uh, just Google it or ask us. Best bar in America. Um, I Blood on the bathroom floor Blood on the bathroom floor Sometimes. They serve not everything the in movie theater cups uh, And they make it really easy for you to take to the park across the street
1: They have lids and straws on the bar And they tell you that you're not supposed to leave the bar with them or, Like there's a sign that says that it's illegal But I mean they, they put those lids and straws there for a reason they It's put those not lids like there's a lot of there. space to walk around
2: in there it's and not like... The one time we were drinking at the park And I went in there and I bought everybody around And I left my phone or my wallet on the bar and I just went back in and was like, hey, I think I left. He's like, oh, yeah, you're the guy who uh, left with all the drinks. And I was trying to do it, like, sneakily. Uh, and then just uh, the way he uh, talked about it, uh, he's like, oh, you're the guy who left with all the drinks. Yeah, you left your wallet. Here it is, bud. Oh. Okay. Well. Um. Uh, yeah, we're the Dismal Tide. Um. Hi. Welcome back. I'm Brendan. That's yep. Mike. Um. I love These are actually my favorite intros to edit where I don't like kind of just stick the theme song in front of it. Yeah, and just like, really take out now there. We're just talking. Um, um, you know, I, why didn't we do the show last week? I can honestly say I was a bit deflated from Super Tuesday. We didn't do it on Monday. And, uh, well, really? That's this week. It was, was yesterday. T- was no, it was. two days ago. So yesterday you were at Trivia. Yesterday I was at Trivia. And uh, yesterday t- I was, uh. Oh, because we were going to do a Tuesday. No. The, I, was the week on the, before, I was on the computer. The week before, I sat down next to Mike, and I was like, Mike, there's. There's nothing to talk about. I I need like a week off. There's nothing. I can't go and vamp with just you for an hour about <laughs> the two things that we found funny this week.
1: Uh yeah, there was, was hard. There wasn't a lot last week that was uh, worth talking about. I and mean, maybe there
2: was, not to me though.
1: And we're uh, gonna talk about the Astros again. Right. Oh, the people, the, the people, other
2: teams seem upset with them. Yeah, um, turns out. Yeah, and I've just had election brain for the last few days. A few weeks, honestly, and I think it's starting to relent. Super a bit.
1: Tuesday, I made the conscious choice to not try to drink through it the way that so that I have prior, and that so many others uh, have as well. Um, and uh, so I'm just like, because I will become too unhinged. So I I drank um, two beers over the course of like five hours, um, and I just at one point. Actually, just sat there in total silence.
2: I'm just I'm sitting here in this chair, just nothing happening. It seemed worse on the day than it actually was because Bernie did so well in California. He they're gonna you know, end up with like within 40 delegates. We don't, have a, we don't have a count on the delegates,
1: and it's apparently it'll take days or weeks to actually get the I total delegates. They should have but appa- close uh, to it before
2: the next round yeah, of voting. People
1: are so. saying Biden leads by what 50 60 right now, right now, but uh, uh, that lead. Depending on how uh, exactly how much Bernie managed to run up the score in California, might be nothing, might be nothing. Yeah, Bernie uh, may uh, still be ahead,
2: there's but it's just straight again, up just again, but it's whoever it's, wins this election, yeah,
1: it's ahead. It, the election starts today, or I guess it started yesterday, right? We finally got all the riffraff out. I might actually, never... well, no, Warren, the, the election started the second uh, Warren dropped out, two person race now, plus Tulsi, if uh, who you know what. I don't really know what to make of her presidential run at this point. I it don't think she's she's cares? not really holding Bernie back anyway. She's
2: polling no. she's getting less than 1%
1: of the vote no, in a lot it's of
2: places. And I don't know if we'll win the two horse race, but uh it's going to be close. Um I think it's going to be close. I
1: mean, if you got offered this a year ago, I'd take it. Yeah. If you said it yeah. was Bernie and Biden and they're tied on
2: delegates coming out of Super Tuesday, everyone
1: else is out. You'd say, All right, yeah.
2: Yeah, let's go. So, um should I I tweeted about this a little earlier today I might have seen that I don't know should I reactivate Facebook to just get into it with everybody we grew up with about burning uh, uh, I don't know how much energy I'll have for it it might be just like hey I'm back three days two days one day done can't do it anymore don't care
1: I you know what uh, i th- I think you would get some uh some some good reactions i I have been off Facebook for some time uh mostly i was, I was so I'm bored with it. Nobody, I mean, a, part of uh, a consequence of getting older is that nobody has anything interesting to say anymore. I mean, like, remember the stuff people posted on Facebook when you were twenty-one years old? Uh,
2: yeah, remember, well, it's the, what the kids get on Snapchat now. Yeah, it's but, that raw shit—the good stuff you want. But like, yeah, nothing. I'm I'm not impressed with anything anymore. No, it's
1: just uh, everyone's uh, grown up to an extent. And it, like, and and even if uh, if people do have like uh, any. I think uh, people have had all the trouble beat out of them in a way. Like very few people are extremely dramatic. You have to like join the groups for that. You know, you have to join like some neighborhood chat where somebody absolutely unloads on someone because of uh, they saw too much dog shit at the park. Um,
2: Maybe I'm just going to maybe I'll just get on next door.
1: <laughs> start, <laughs> yeah. start a Bernie argument in the green yeah. point
2: next door. Oh my god. I, I follow the best of next door uh Twitter account. There was a very Constantly good one the other day ones.
1: about how the, the vegan guy, he's like, I don't want to be stereotyped, yes, but I no, want every- I love that. But
2: I want everyone to understand that they're cooking meat with their windows open and it's extremely disrespectful. <laughs> All these outdoor barbecues that I'm not invited to, uh it smell like meat and make me feel bad. Uh yeah, I don't even think the vegans are on your side on that one, buddy. You just gotta shut the fuck up sometimes. That's right. Uh, my favorite one was the guy who, or just a memorable one, I guess not really my favorite, but the guy who's uh, rollerblading around a neighborhood smoking weed. <laughs> and he's like, it's really disrespectful. He's zipping all around our neighborhood, and he just leaves a a, a trail that could, and it's just like some boomer thing about how bad the weed smell was. He's just like, come on, it's not that bad. It's gone in two seconds. Shut up. I got a
1: lot of uh, New York uh, local complaints today. Uh, number one is that... Uh, I'm not a hundred percent convinced that the guy that I saw sitting on our corner was alive this morning.
2: Yeah, what was that? Did you check Citizen or anything?
1: Uh, I did not check Citizen. You know what? Since I switched phones, I have not uh, logged back into Citizen, so I haven't got an update for shit in weeks. And I know that Citizen. Is- I know that people have their concerns about how Citizen is fascist and whatever. And sure. yeah, probably. But you know what? It rules. I love Citizen. All the good stuff is fascist. Um, to an extent, yes. Uh, but I, uh, I. Absolutely. Uh, I was walking by. I saw, um, I saw someone running when they got down to the corner. But I think uh, then I looked and saw that they were running for the B sixty two bus. Then I looked to my left when I saw something on the ground, and it was a man. Was it one of the construction workers? No, 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 no. A... He was uh, sat like legs flat and sort of uh like hood up, uh, and just uh, slunched just over. over. Yeah. And now passed granted, over. we're near uh, a fair amount of uh, uh, shelters around here. Uh, we are also, as uh, m- many other places, in the midst of an opioid epidemic. So it could have uh, very well been that he was just uh, extraordinarily high and knotted out. He did have one shoe off which suggested he sat down to start that process and then uh, <laughs> just sort of passed out in the middle of it. Oh I, I don't know. was the guy. I was also extremely late to work.
2: And I don't, re- and uh, I I don't know. There was the guy, I, the, uh, I think I like I panicked and got out of there. Probably like two years ago or three years ago, there was a guy who did a bunch of heroin. There was like two guys, and one was just like clearly fucked up, but the other one was like passed out and or OD'd. Yeah, um, and they had. I don't remember if one or both had pissed themselves. I
1: do oh, – that was my next question. I was going to say I, I remember that part. I think you were doing laundry or something, so you'd pass them multiple times. Right, right, right. Yeah, because
2: I had to pass them four times, up and back there, and then, you know, when you switch it over, up and back to get them. Yeah. Yeah. Uh Yeah, so I saw the whole thing unfold, and the fourth time was the guy who was still conscious talking to the police as the other guy was being loaded into an ambulance. Uh now, Hon- Honestly, in the midst of an opioid ep- epidemic, you just need Narcan on every street corner. Yeah. Basically. I mean— or, or, in a very Bloombergian way, nobody wants to say these people should die. Maybe we just let them die, huh? Maybe we Listen, just let
1: them die. Not—hey—
2: not my choice. That that clip of Bloomberg, <laughs> Bloomberg saying, and you know what? In a marketplace like this, I'm paraphrasing. I can't get it exactly right. In a marketplace like this, and uh, you know, it's we got some very hard choices to make on healthcare. Like when a 77 year old comes up and they have cancer, nobody wants to look at them. Nobody wants to be the person that has to say to them, "I'm sorry, we're not going to cure this." And she's like, "Mike, you're 78. If you got cancer, what are the odds?" That you would let anyone just say yeah you spent 700 million dollars to run for president and lost bad like you're telling me you wouldn't spend 10 million dollars on oh, the best yeah. cancer treatment you fuck the world's foremost authority on what's worth it oh god um
1: yeah I'm... i don't uh the, the the man didn't look well but i've uh but yeah you pass a lot of people that uh the that do not hell you see a lot, uh, a lot of them uh, upright and moving yeah and I'll tell you this, uh, uh, that's the least of my concerns uh, with what's going on at Grand Central, because I'm uh, uh,
2: uh, terrified of the coronavirus in the Grand Central. I am. I'm terrified of it. I have to go through Grand Central Terminal every fucking day.
1: The guy, a guy was riding his fucking
2: bike down the ramp between the six and the seven. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> uh, just for if, like, I, non-New Yorkers, easy every 10 minutes, there's like 6,000 people that walk on this ramp.
1: Yeah, it's the, the, the 456 is the busiest train line in the city, and the 7 is the one of two, two. lines yeah. that take you into the whole of Queens. So, or at least from Manhattan. And Yeah, I guess the F, too. Oh, well, the F. It goes the to F. the same line. Well, oh, well, yeah, this is yeah, yeah, well, oh, we we inside We won't get into long train talk. The, well, seven, the I seven think we is, should. The 7 is the main thoroughfare. For Queens, that's where Spider Man lives. That's right. In any case, the four, five, six, people go and pour down this ramp. Um, and someone was riding their bike down it at like what seven twenty tonight. So it's still. Oh God, like, that's so late to be doing that. Yeah, there, there's like yeah, two hundred and fifty people in the tunnel, and he's just uh, just <laughs> just like riding his brakes going down there.
2: And then – Would have been nice if he wiped into that guy who always coats himself in the soot from the bottom of the subway to beg for change. That's like that. – I've never seen this character. He is – you have to have. He sits in that like crook of that tunnel and like he, he's a black guy but like he he definitely like – So it's not
1: – it's not race. He's not doing blackface with the soot. Right. It's important to point out. He's a black guy he, he's, who – We wouldn't say that he's black – to point out, to talk about how he's begging. We're saying it to not be racist because we don't want to uh, s- uh, act as in
2: any way that uh, that we are condoning this man's blackface. Right. I mean, I was saying it to be racist, but. Well. Um, no, so he does, he just coats himself in soot, I guess, to, like, make him look dirtier or something. More, I don't know. But, like, it, 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 he is so caked in it that there's no way he doesn't like, apply it himself. Like, it's just, like, perfectly spread. It's all... It, it's, like, sir, I would have believed you. And... I believe... I, but I, the more notable part is the way he asks asks for money. He's He's just, like, genuinely crawling across. And he's just, like, on his hands and knees. And just, like, like the most overwrought, like, dramatic, like, please, please. And it's just... It's the whole, the whole scene. And, like, I'm a New Yorker at this point. I can call myself a New Yorker. I feel okay saying that. Um... I've I, you just you see so many homeless people you can't give them all money you can't no because they, they'll be right back in the same spot through no fault of their own one dollar for me is not going to fucking help like and, and and I could give out thirty dollars well, helps day. a little bit helps a little bit but like a lot of that yeah you know I'm not gonna go off on the homeless because I don't want to I think no. most well, of them are not being gotta, helped pick, gotta, I think that we should stick them in that fucking tall ass skyscraper that's right that nobody fucking uses all the Russian uh, oligarchs nephews park their motorcycles in there that's right
1: you know i forgot where i heard that joke originally and then i finally saw the 30 rock episode where the where that got mentioned i was like ah that's where that came from Mm -hmm. but i've been saying it for years and had no idea where i heard it. i attributed
2: it to you which is why i was cool with stealing it and trying to make you laugh with the joke that i thought you created (laughs)
1: unfortunately unfortunately, i had stolen it from 30 rock uh you know i've not i don't think i've seen this guy
2: although you'd remember if you
1: saw him it's not a performance art thing you're sure it's not like that woman He's with been the... doing it for as long as I've lived it's here. It's not like that woman with the crickets. Oh. Now um, here's the, the I've also by the way I've never not believed anyone begging for money on the train because hey, yeah. uh It's like, <laughs> just
2: imagine looking at somebody going like yeah, bullshit. Prove it. Fucking bullshit.
1: Like, uh, yeah any ask if you're asking for strangers for money you clearly need it more than I do. I don't I I don't believe that anyone is making it up. I know people. Or right, right, no, definitely. Yeah, Uh, I know. You always see those stories. You know, there's homeless people who are making three. They're making three hundred
2: dollars a day. I mean, if you get the right spot, I think that was a shameless episode where they're just like they're trying to like get real estate. So who who can beg the best? There's like some episode where some corporation was running like the most homeless contest. And they were, like, trying to jockey for position. Luis Guzman was in this episode as well. Um, Yeah, I believe that was a joke from Sam Shameless. So, like, getting a a, a prime spot at, like, Penn Station where the Long Island Railroad lets out and all that, or, like, Grand Central, must be hard. Because they're not just letting everybody sit there, you know? You probably have to just camp there for, like, five days in a row. It's like, I I am here right now. And I bet they do. Not, like, $100,000, $100, this is the urban legend, but I bet they could clear, like, 15 in a year. I don't know. I don't think so. I think it could be, like, a part-time job in the right spot.
1: I don't think you could make minimum
2: wage in the right spot, and I'm mm-hmm. not asking you to try. Could you get... It'd be offensive. Oh, cause $15 is the minimum wage, not yeah. 7 I mean, you can make minimum wage Our Milwaukee, boys, if they listen to this episode, could probably pick for minimum wage in New York City. So Dan, Neil, uh... In. Let's talk about some sports. Okay. You wrote a Medium post.
1: Uh, I wrote a Medium post. Yesterday, Tottenham lost in the FA Cup to Norwich. Um, they lost on penalties at home. They lost 3-2 on penalties. And after the game, uh, something that you don't see that often, but is certainly not completely unfamiliar, uh, Eric Dyer... Tottenham uh, midfielder, uh, sometimes captain, sometimes captain of England, uh, saw something in the crowd, and apparently, from what as we understand it, uh, someone was like uh, abusing his brother either verbally and potentially physically, and I don't know how Dyer saw this from like twenty five rows down, but he climbed into the stands and went over the seats there and as they discussed on second captains this morning doing that in in, with like plastic studs climbing over concrete and hard plastic is such a great way to lose all your teeth but he (laughs) like climbed like 15 rows up to get into it with some guy and nothing happened i mean there were a ton of stewards there who de-escalated the situation
2: did he even get to the guy
1: He he did get to the guy because there's video from close up that people took of him screaming, that's my brother. Now, initially, when this happened, there were two versions of the story. One is that one. The other is that um, uh, Tottenham fans were abusing their own player, uh, uh, Getson Fernandez. Um, uh, They were uh, racially abusing him after he missed his penalty. This has turned out to be not true at all. Um, but uh, that's just some, uh, something that people <laughs> wanted to apply to the situation. They're like, they, and you hear him when he gets in the crowd, he says, and that's my brother because he won't stand for this racial discrimination. And just like, that'd be a nice story if that were, were true, but he is defending his actual, uh, white brother. Um, and it's, uh, in the end it's, it's something, it's kind of a lighthearted, uh, moment. like people have been having a lot of fun with this and it is funny. Make no mistake. Uh, like it's anytime a player goes into the crowd, there it's kind of funny. But
2: I don't know. I still have PTSD over Malice in the Palace.
1: That one was that one was less funny. But like, but like when a player and a fan get in an argument, it's it's usually funny. I no,
2: I agree, know. and I I think the Malice of the Palace was pretty funny as well.
1: It, <sighs> Nobody got hurt. Nobody, yeah, nobody died. No, nobody no, died. Nobody got any permanent injuries. The guy just got, uh, he just got punched pretty hard. And you know what? A lot, people get punched every day, and it's just what it is.
2: Yeah. So,
1: but, but, um, well, it's funny how I
2: almost never blame the player anymore.
1: That's, the reaction to this has been like, no, Eric Dyer did what he had to. Yeah, and, that's good. And, uh, well, and it's the same thing when, uh, when Russell Westbrook, right, right, right. months ago, got into it with that guy. And then that guy got a lifetime ban from the from the jazz stadium, and, and the, which takes a special level of racism.
2: Hey, back off, Bernie! One Utah.
1: That's not with people who have uh, jazz seats that close to the court. I'll he tell you. walked. Uh, so, but I uh, yeah looked tried to look at it from the the. Uh, I don't know if my my thesis holds up entirely because this is also supposedly the, the, the seats. These are like the corporate seats. Like that part, Jose Mourinho. Part of what he said afterwards was, you know, uh, the a lot of these seats. That's just where you know they're they're not the real fans. Uh, so you know the the real fans are are sticking with the team until the end. These people, I'm not so sure. People who sit near the tunnel, and. Maybe that's true. I mean, uh, obviously, a, a completely different stadium, but like yeah, and at G- MSG, like if you have Delta Club seats for the Garden, you're right next to the top. Like, uh, okay, the celebs sit center ice, but like it's all season ticket holders. Uh, by and, the tunnel, and, like, uh, Delta Club people like by the tunnel, and you know, people run over to like watch the players come in and out again. Um, I, I think sitting, sitting near the tunnel is its own sort of privilege. Even though, even if there are a lot of corporate seats there, I think there are probably a bunch of people who want to be near the tunnel all the time because that's kind of the best place to be if you can't sit right in the middle, you know? Um, but people... Ha- uh, everyone needs to calm down is, is kind of the point. Even if this guy is just some asshole who wanted to... Uh, Verbally abuse Eric Dyer's brother uh, and blame him for uh, Tottenham going out of the FA Cup and uh, losing their fourth game in a row, by the way. But who's counting? And, the, uh, and I think people are putting a lot more into all these things emotionally because uh, their lives are bad in
2: ways that they never would have anticipated. There's a sort of cathartic release that our generation gets, and no other generation has. That is just solely based on the internet, where you just everybody feels everything way harder now,
1: and it's everything's panic. I I put in the thing that I wrote that uh uh Mustavi of Arsenal, uh the much maligned, uh by me and many many others. Um, I've never been someone who like. Told him in Instagram comments to kill himself, but I've never, I've never at mentioned <laughs> any player that I'm upset with. Yeah, um, I've never, I, uh, I I've, wait, have you really not? No, because like, I, maybe players who uh, I, I think I've probably called people racist or something like that, but like never my own players. I think I've I only never put uh, good vibes into the. Universe. I've never, I've never. Tweeted at players on any team I like and gave them shit for their
2: performance. Um, because more analytically is something I would say, just like you know, you can't shoot two for thirteen from three and win a game. Like you guy who did that, like that's I don't. That's think, not calling somebody uh, out for their shit. Uh,
1: that,
2: I think that falls under the nobody has to tell them uh category. That as well. Cause that's what I was, yeah. The way I treat most athletes, most of the time, is just like nobody feels worse about this than he does or she does. That's my it's my favorite thing to say in the world.
1: Nobody feels worse about this than me.
2: Nobody feels worse about this than them or they. How about that, Mike?
1: That's
2: that's the way. Just me.
1: So the uh, so I, I looked at it and just went like, well, uh, the the thing of Mustafi. Uh, it was him holding hands with both of his kids, just crossing a crosswalk. And the caption where somebody submitted it to the Arsenal subreddit was, Love him or hate him, you have to admit he's a good dad. And I'm just like, it feels very inappropriate that your opinion of him as a player might affect your opinion of him as a father. It shouldn't be on the table for discussion. And
2: I think... <sighs> And, and I, I those sort it, of comments com- need to be saved for like somebody's like uh, eulogy. I don't know the remembrance of their life. And it was just like where you look back, you're like, oh Mustafi. Say this, what with, you will. Imagine look at this with his kids. Like that, what a great dad that, he was as well. I don't. That feels R.I.P. Mustafi.
1: If somebody talks shit about my, uh, talk, brought up the worst moments of my playing career at, at my eulogy. I don't know what anybody is even there for. It, if, oh, if this, was, this is if this is some. Was this one of the worst did, ones? Did, did this sure? me. No, uh, he's actually uh, in the last couple of weeks been really good. Don't know why. Came out of nowhere. He just found it again. He is technically a, a World Cup winner in a way that Adam Morrison is a two-time NBA championship uh, champion. Hell yeah! <laughs> um, uh, Mustafi is a, a World Cup winner. He he. I don't know how many minutes he played in uh, twenty fourteen, but he was inarguably
2: there. That was Germany. Yes, yes. Um, and so it was like the uh,
1: so the, the summation said, of your? Well, I, I said just like, if people are everyone is too close and too far away from the players at the same time, like the uh, you feel very distant from these people like while you can, you can follow every single little thing that they do, but like, do you feel like you have anything in common with a, any professional athlete in any way? Like they don't really seem. No, they, I,
2: I shook my head. Just like, there, ah, like we were talking. About there's it.
1: something somewhat dehumanizing about like, because yeah, it, it's like uh, there's are somebody you love, uh, but they are and they're, they're a famous person. It's like, the uh the, you know the the distance between uh Joel Embiid and Brad Pitt is substantially shorter from the distance between me and Joel Embiid. Like it's um like there there's no despite the fact that uh you could have um watched every minute of him at Kansas and been hoping for the and like you you could be so intimately familiar. With this part, and it's like it's like that with any amount of celebrity culture, though. I mean, sports is celebrity
2: culture. It fell flat on that one. That's what Uh, this show is. I was honestly just thinking about uh, you. You said the distance between uh, Brad Pitt and Joel Embiid is, you know. and all I could think of was, like, well, technically not true because Brad Pitt is substantially uh shorter than Joel Embiid, and I am substantially shorter than both of them. Well, so I could touch Brad Pitt's head. That's all I was thinking as you finish. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: but the
2: um
1: and, and so I think it's easy to um despite knowing absolutely every you so you simultaneously do not really see them as human but also know every single thing about them, which makes it really easy to try to hurt them.
2: It also makes it really easy to like transpose your your like will and beliefs onto like yeah. any action that they take in their life.
1: And uh, is it just like people feel so while this guy is the one that Eric Dyer actually ran into the stands to fight, how many other people are just spewing invective that uh you know, just go home without being confronted? probably substantially more and people feel very powerless currently and i said in the uk uh hate crimes are up uh hate hate crime uh, statistics are five times higher uh in england and wales than they were uh, uh five years ago um or maybe i've confused it maybe it's doubled over five years i have it in the thing if you read the thing it's in there Addition, uh, thirteen point four uh men kill them kill themselves every day in the in the UK in twenty eighteen. It's just like something is going wrong with people in general. So if it were just isolated to sports, it'd be one thing, but clearly things are bad with people's lives. There's enough uh, circumstantial evidence uh, when you look around uh yes. the cosine earth that that there's. People are act people have always behaved poorly, but if people seem especially hurt and upset by things, if you are asking what's what, what is so missing in this man's life that he just starts losing it on Eric Dyer's brother, I would say potentially a lot (laughs) and it's, and, and it could easily be, uh, and, and I'm sure that the person who might consider behaving that way, um, it is probably uh, hurting in a lot of ways that potentially you are as well, which is not the excuse flipping out on Eric Dyer's brother. It's a weird thing to do. But I think if that's, if that was, it seems like a way that you can reclaim some of the, the power that you feel that you do not have in your daily life is you're just like, I'm going to tell this fucking guy. If any, if, if nobody else, this guy's going to hear it. This is my chance. Because, what, like, what, are you going to get right up in boris johnson's face how can't get that close to him i mean actually oddly uk politicians end up having arguments with people on the street a really? lot yeah it's like very that. weird <laughs> uh it's yeah like you how could... Chris christie would constantly get confronted by people oh well but, but he, he but would it do it that seemed... call-in show on... but he would do uh, the call-in show but i mean like he would just be walking down the boardwalk, and uh, somebody would come up and just be like, "Hey, fat bitch!" And then, like, <laughs> and he'd be holding an ice cream cone, and they would just get in a shouting match. <laughs> and, like, that did happen, like was definitely, was like not zero. Constantly being disrespected. <laughs> <laughs> he,
2: but the thing is, everyone you knew you could get a rise out of him because he's such an asshole. Uh, he was. He would really like. He would go on. Was it W F A N? Or was uh, it no, one oh one five? It was it one oh one five yeah. and he would do like drive time and just people like most of them are like hello, sir and but uh Yeah, just every once in a while you get somebody who's just like gonna go after Christy and he would just try and go right back and New Jersey, nobody looks good. New Jersey one hundred one point five is b- aesthetically the funniest
1: radio station on earth. Like it it's people make all of the morning zoo jokes like um uh i don't know pick any two random words and um it, it, and like that as the name of you know some crazy morning zoo and they do the the puking voice we're like ah, we're we'll doing it back with it, whatever new jersey 101.5 is nothing like that number 1 there's a incredible amount of reverb on everyone's voice <laughs> so they all have this weird voice of god thing when they're speaking two it's um it it is Sort of a uh, uh, right wing, uh, radio. Sort of. it's not, well, that's where
2: Craig Carton got his start. It's not
1: overtly of Boomer and Carton. Yeah, right? it's it's not overtly right right wing, but it's just it. But it, it's always like it's a lot of uh, disrespecting um, anybody in you know, service employees. The the and but bizarrely, it is every the the core demographic of uh, 101.5 listeners are people who fell off a ladder. Every every single caller is on permanent disability and every single one of them wants to know why the toll booth operators don't smile. That that, that is that is their whole that is their their two main things. Is that they're just left wing enough to not want their disability benefits cut, but they're all just right wing enough to want basically every single service employee they've ever met fired.
2: It was also like the perfect radio station for like they're all
1: e- obsessed with uh, property taxes that is all they want to talk about they do not want teachers to be paid anything because they're babysitters and that's just raising their property taxes which admittedly are high but however
2: it's very important to fund the fucking schools isn't it <laughs> it turns out um it's a great radio station for when you uh, like enjoy when uh A radio host gets hijacked by just an uninteresting caller for like way too long as they tell like the long story about like, yeah, my brother was a cop. And when I just like five minutes of background before they forget what their point was, (laughs) (laughs) she goes, all right, thanks for your call. That is that is 40 minutes of the hour. Um, Also, I
1: forget exactly what happened. Uh, I know Dennis and Judy got fired uh, because of some something racist happened.
2: Right, there was definitely a controversy with them. Craig Carton moved on to Boomer and Carton, and then Prison. I don't know what happened to Rossi. He probably stayed at the radio station. I remember drive time with Carton <laughs> and Rossi. All right, let's the hear Dennis it. The Dennis and Judy show on New
1: Jersey 101.5 radio have been suspended indefinitely after they repeatedly referred to New Jersey Attorney General Gurbir as uh, who is Sikh, as Turban Man on air Wednesday. New Jersey
2: 101.5
1: Ding oh, They came back from suspension after that But I remember Do you think some- we can get I audio re- of Remember
2: something happened. Do you think we can get audio of their apology? Not them saying the slur I don't care about that I want to hear them apologize for it That's funny to me Listen Should we have said it? No Wait, Do we, we regret can- it? Brandon, Absolutely We can go to uh, Red Bank
1: And we can see them live At the Count Basie Theater when? Saturday, May second.
2: <laughs> How much are tickets?
1: Uh oh.
2: I remember Dennis and Judy, I remember Carden and Rossi, and I remember because um, I would always be getting driven home from the gym uh around like nine, nine thirty, ten, something I don't remember. Um and I used to prank call with one of the cool dads in the carpool. We used to all prank call. Uh, there was just like a general advice one going in like 2003 2004 2005 i used to prank call it all the time i used to prank call it and then when they put me on air i used to do my my elmo voice oh yeah the the the, what um, the
1: hell is this about dude the cheapest tickets are 46 dollars
2: oh my god wow i mean you got to get them when they're out of jersey this is their base
1: orchestra tickets are 297
2: oh my god (laughs) It's like uh, comparably priced to a screaming females uh, concert. Not not crazy, but expensive.
1: What have I missed? How did the dentist Uh, listen? I know that. No, I'm telling you, you their average listener is probably in their sixties, so they've probably got some disposable income at this point. But.
2: Gonna do this bit about the gambler, but uh, it's not as interesting to me. And I want to talk about this uh, Undertaker bit.
1: Let's do it. I'm sorry, I've been distracted by. Uh, no, it's I follow, all right. I get, I, it. I get it. I follow, you follow a, Milton Root. Uh, no, no. Stephen fu- Root. Fuck. Following, Fuck. Following a fantastic uh, Bernie Sanders slash Sopranos uh, account called Bernie Soprano, and someone tweeted. So I showed my dad how to make calls for Bernie, and I think he's in love. And it just goes, holy shit, this is fucking Tony Soprano. And I guess this person's dad just oh my god! Looks a lot like James Gandolfini would have looked like I really like thought at, it guess, was Gandolfini.
2: 30. Holy shit. That's so funny. I thought that picture was from The Sopranos.
1: It looks like a relatively young James Gandolfini.
2: That's really funny. Bernie Sopranos. Incredible.
1: <laughs> they were the one that uh, posted the entire timeline of... Um, uh, coronavirus killing Trump's base. Bernie gets elected. Uh, Medicare for All revives uh, <laughs> James Gandolfini. Summer 2021 <laughs> <new sopranos> <laughs> episodes.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Just the best possible timeline now. Uh, uh, some kid made that joke at work today and was very impressed. Maybe they saw it online, but it was like one of the teens. And they just said something along the lines of like, yeah, maybe. Uh, I mean, they might have said my dad said it, not my dad, obviously their dad, but they're just, yeah, they made the coronavirus rip- wiping out Biden supporter joke, and I was like, whoa, kid, like, jeez, uh, all right, stick with me, <laughs> not bad. Where'd you learn that? Ah, uh, so this tweet from do, 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 H Shaban at H Shaban. Uh, says, CNN panelist compares Joe Biden to legendary WWE wrestler, The Undertaker. And then somebody kind of broke it down. DP snacks. And it's like years past.
1: This this is a very good breakdown.
2: Years past retirement, but still working. Puts on exceedingly poor performances, but gets more opportunity anyway. Results predetermined. Happy to take checks from the Saudi government. That last one's the dunk. (laughs) I like this a lot. Yeah. I wonder if there's any uh, I wish I watched more wrestling cuz I don't know anything. Undertaker is also a um a
1: arch conservative guy. He wears like uh there's pictures of him wearing like Remember
2: Benghazi shirts. Oh. oh. Mm. Is he would he be one of those guys that wears like the long those Facebook shirts I love so much that are like four sentences long?
1: That I'm not so sure. I don't know if he would wear one of those. Wrestling is full, uh, and WWE especially, is full of uh, uh, right-wing guys. Of course you got. There's always the Sami Zanes of the world who you know, uh, are tweeting about um, uh, Medicare for All and, and Palestine and all that, but for every Sami Zayn, there's like five Undertakers.
2: Steve Austin is an Undertaker, right? Steve so to speak?
1: Po- uh, no. As, as best I'm aware, he seems to be uh, some sort of uh, – uh, he does not seem in any way conservative from what I can tell, even though his, his character right. is, sort of is. But, I mean, that's mostly just uh, – actually, he, he, Stone Cold's personality doesn't really seem to be dedicated to anything except for uh, kicking ass, raising hell. And, when you're uh, good at something, don't do it for and, free, uh, baby. And, and uh cracking a cold one with the boys. That's what's oh, that's what Stone Cold that. loves, and which is which is
2: sort of apolitical. Um <laughs> Yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> he loves um, that thing I love so much. Cracking wise, hanging um, loose.
1: He hated Vince McMahon and he beat the shit out of him with a bedpan once, and which is yeah, but that like, wasn't real. That is a, that is an a, a, a ostensibly left wing act is to attack billionaire Vince McMahon. Uh, okay, I'll give you that. That is, that is many people dream of committing that sort of violence. <laughs> and Stone Cold got to do it. Um, although I, Vince has been attacked by uh, other, right. other billionaires, Donald Trump, of course. Um, yeah, didn't need he, like he got his head shaved in that one match. You'll remember.
2: Uh, but who did, did Trump have wrestling for him? Because they both have like, their champion, right?
1: I want to say Bobby Lashley in the hair versus hair match. Billionaire versus billionaire, hair versus hair. I think Trump had Bobby Lashley and Vince had Umaga, um, who is now deceased.
2: You know what? I didn't realize until right now, if Bernie wants a better shot at winning, he's got to go on WrestleMania. It would be so good. That would be fantastic. There is. Everybody you know gets a beat down. I would
1: like to see a history of politicians on wrestling. I mean, I, I would I know think that beyond. I think there's a fairly rich history there. Hillary definitely went on Raw. Really? Yeah. Hang, let me pull that up.
2: Oh, did she just do like a talking head for the WWE? This is in
1: 2010?
3: But tonight, in honor of the WWE, you can call me Hillrod.
1: Oh, wait. This election is starting
3: to feel a lot like King of the Ring.
1: This is late 2008.
3: The last man standing may just be a woman. The truth is, this election is so important. The next president will face a stack full of difficult challenges right from the opening bell to fix the economy, bring our troops home from Iraq, and make college more affordable. You need a president who will go to the mat for you. And that's exactly what I'll do. I've been knocked down, but I've always gotten back up. And I know how to take a hit for the American people. Damn. And if things get a little tough, I may even have to deliver the people's elbow. Because this country is worth fighting for. Now, I promise to stick to the political arena. So don't worry, Randy Orton. You're safe for now. When it comes to standing up for the American people, though... I am ready to rumble
2: Oh, that sucks No, play the next one Play <laughs> the Obama addresses WWE <laughs> That Clinton. sucks Hillary
1: Clinton getting fucking RKO'd
2: <laughs> Yeah, there you go yeah. That's oh, it this one. <laughs> ah, We got fucking ads They got me They got me, Brendan I'm sorry, Mike Another minute Okay, here we go, minute towards the titantron for a message specifically recorded for you by the President of the United States.
4: Every day our men and women in uniform are the very definition of duty and devotion, sacrifice and strength. And as President I have no higher honor or greater responsibility than serving as commander-in-chief of the finest military the world has ever known. Thanks to their extraordinary service, the war in Iraq is over. The war in Afghanistan is coming to an end. Stop our it! Our troops <laughs> are coming home. Well, so to all the members of our armed forces.
1: Obama lied to the wrestling and to world.
4: Your at home, you make us so proud. And On behalf of the American people, Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays. God bless you, and God bless these United States of
2: America. I might have to drop one, drop that in in post as well. But are there any more?
1: Maybe, let's see. All my suggested videos involve... I, I um, could watch all of these. ...metal drummers. Um, How about... Trump, Trump, obviously. Yeah. Um, I've seen that one, though. Maybe Hillary Clinton did this twice. Because that was a 2008 address that she made.
2: Oh, yeah, there you go. Oh, no, that's fake. Wait, what is... That looks kind of like Bill, though. It's not Bill.
1: Oh, John McCain. John McCain. Oh yeah.
2: I've, oh my god, I forgot about John McCain. Was Paul Ryan ever?
1: Uh no, he I don't think he ever. Yeah. Put yours up. My friends. How are you, South Carolina? Finally the Mac has come back to Greenville. My
2: friends.
0: Looks like Hillary Clinton and Barack Obama yeah. are settled their differences in the ring. Well, that's fine with me. But let me tell you, if you want to be the man, you have to beat the man. Speak it. Come November, it'll be game over. And what you gonna
2: do when John McCain and all his McCainiacs run wild on you? Oh, no. You wanna pull out of Iraq?
0: Well, I say Ah! no, surrender. (laughs) America can win the war against terror. I'm gonna introduce Osama bin Laden to The Undertaker. You wanna raise taxes? Well, I want a smaller government and bigger individuals. You see, my friends, I believe that America is the greatest nation in the world. And Americans don't watch wrestling because we're bitter. We watch WWE what? because wrestling is about <laughs> celebrating our freedom. It's about fighting to be the very best. God, go crash another fucking So mean? can you smell what the Mac is cooking? Let me give you a little straight talk, WWE fans. You might need a ticket to the Fatal Four next weekend, but you don't need a ticket to the cage match in November. All you have to do is get out there and vote. You decide the champion. You make the difference. And that's the bottom line because John McCain
1: said so.
2: Pretty good. Rank those
1: three. Uh. Well, Obama's is different.
2: Use whatever criteria you Ob-
1: want. Uh, we haven't seen Obama's uh, 2008 video. Um
2: I can look up some on my computer. I bet I, there's got to be more.
1: But uh between uh McCain's uh was obviously you know, we got to have Joe on for this one. He didn't write that. That's uh, uh Oh wait, here we go. Nope. Someone, uh, t- 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 oh. oh, here we go. Senator Barack Obama.
4: Hey, WWE fans. I hope you're all enjoying the program tonight. You know, this is a historic time for America. Hell it's yeah. not just that the reign of Randy Orton may soon be coming to an end. It's that at this moment, in this election, we have a chance to finally end business as usual in Washington. For a long time now, We've had a politics where our leaders go after each other like they're competing to become king of the ring instead of coming together to provide universal health care, fix our economy, solve our other problems. Coward. That's what I'm running for president to change. So to the special interests who've been setting the agenda in Washington for too long, and to all the forces of division and distraction that have stopped us from making progress for the American people, I've got one question. Do you smell what Barack is cooking?
2: He laughs at the end. It's a little break. I all think
4: right. that was the best. Of right. the Obama's four. is
2: the best,
1: which uh, of course it was going to be. He's the, the he's clearly the best speaker of the three. Um, his was
2: a little less forced than McCain, right? Uh, Hillary Mc- seemed a bit more natural than McCain, and uh, even then, not natural at all. No, but John McCain was a fucking robot. Uh, John McCain. Do you think who hated it, who hated doing it more? Hillary. <laughs> John McCain at least saw the utility in yeah. it, and like I like as shitty as he is and as elite as, as John McCain was, very important. Um, there was a bit of every man in John McCain. John still. McCain low key goaded. He, he was still a bit of an everyman Like seemed to me a little bit. Not Hillary. Hillary didn't understand. A bunch of advisors just prodded her into the room. Just like, just fucking read this. do It doesn't matter what we're reading for, Hillary. Shut the fuck up for a second. Just read it. Incredible. And then she's, you know, she's talking about King of the Ring or whatever. Uh- <laughs> I may not be the King of the Ring. Oh. Uh-
1: <laughs> but I will be your commander in chief. I'm, I'm trying to think of a good one now. Oh uh, shit! Give me a moment. I wanna, I wanna come up with a good one.
2: This is top tier to comedy podcast, baby. I may not be honky tonk
1: man, but I am smashing a guitar through the glass ceiling. Yeah, that
2: was good. There we go. I definitely know who honky tonk man is as well. There you go. So credit where credit is due. A joke I could have made myself. Oh. You just made it a bit earlier than uh, I could. And the here's the thing: a lot of the you look at a lot of the best ideas
1: on earth, right? Uh, say uh, putting a piece of meat between uh, two pieces of bread, and you say a- anyone could have done that. Who did anyone really invent it? And like, well, technically, yes, someone did. Two bars, and uh, you know, the, the there are uh, two bars that are arguing about who uh, made the first rum and coke. Which seems one of the most obvious drinks of all time, and yet there's an argument about who is the originator. But you know what? That gets people in the door. And I made the honky tonk man joke, and you didn't. <laughs> and in a lot of ways, that's the same as inventing the sandwich or the the Cuba Libre. So
2: that wasn't uh, a New York thing, was it? No, it's okay. Thank goodness. Uh, I thank. Think, goodness. I think, oh my god, that was it, that was the kid the kid Miami gotta say goodness goodness oh my gosh all right let's end the show good show. hey this is the most you fun one-on-one uh, we, we on one episode up, we, we dug up something really good there um
1: uh at, i really i really Enjoy. haven't thought i've i've always been aware of these videos but i've never watched them so We'd i'm gonna have glad joe we on and up. watch a whole slew of them I don't know how many there are beyond that. Uh, I think we may have covered most of them, but if he's aware, Joe, if you're aware of any others, please let us know. That's a better way to do it.
2: Um. Yeah. All right. This has been the Dismal Pod. Not bad. At Brendo Big Bucks. That's at Mega Clang. Mm-hmm. Well, Till next time.